Hello and welcome to the Orca Pod for this week. Uh, we are continuing our coverage of Backyard Survivor 3 Exile. Um, today we'll be chatting with the winner and doing a deep dive with his game with How. Before I get into that, a um, little bit of housekeeping as always. Voting is open and remains open for the awards for this season. MVP, who you'd like to see again play Best Pre-Merge Boot, and of course, the all-important Orca Award, the most important award that any uh, aspiring LRG contestant can and should wish to obtain. Uh, voting for that is all available and will continue for a few weeks to come. Next week, as always, we have the third installment of our coverage, which will be the Tea Party with Annabelle and some of the most exciting players of Backyard Survivor 3, as well as the week after we will reveal those awards and I will chat with Kyle and Brian about what went into putting this season together. And as I've said, next month we'll be getting into the official rankings. We've done the bottom four in no particular order, and we'll be getting into the official rankings as voted by you. The seventh best season of Australian LRGs is, as announced last week, Melbourne Survivor 2 Warren Diet. So get binging so you can follow all the action as we go through our four-week coverage for Melbourne Survivor 2 coming next month. So uh, with that, that out of the way, here we are, and I'm very, very excited to be joined by the winner of uh, Backyard Survivor 3. In my opinion, he was a very deserving winner, um, and, you know, I, I don't want to begrudge other people on the cast, but, you know, if someone else had won, maybe it wouldn't be such a good outcome to the season. I think he played a fantastic uh, social, strategic, and uh, challenge-based game. He was good at all of those things uh, without being too obvious about it and therefore keeping his threat level low. So I think I'm really interested again to how he did that throughout the game, step by step. And as always, comment live, we'll bring him up, we'll ask the questions, we'll get what you want to say on there. So without further ado, let me welcome the winner, How, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Chris. Uh, really stoked to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you. Uh, I don't know if you got much of an opportunity when you played your season to sort of get into this and talk about what you did. Um, because back then we didn't really have this sort of level of coverage going on. It's something we're doing now for future seasons, and that's part of why I wanted to go back and look at the old ones. So um, how many years ago was it that you played uh, Backyard 3? Uh, um, it was a while ago now. Um, my uh, a few years have kind of been uh, lost to, to COVID, but if I'm remembering correctly, it, it would have been about five years ago four or five years five ago. years have you have you been able to refresh yourself with the season uh in anticipation of this of this interview or have you got it all in your head you got a good memory like a steel trap uh I, yeah unfortunately i haven't had much of a chance to revisit it just because i've been uh busy of late um but most of it is still uh still fresh in my head being that i like well, lived through the experience and then got to go back and watch the experience was uh, also a cool thing to do are you still busy with work? Are you still a sports gambler? Is that even a job? <laughs> um, I still dabble in the uh, in the sports gambling, um, but I ended up using a bit, a bit of my money that I got from sports gambling to buy myself some camera gear, um, and I'm now a professional sports photographer. That's awesome. Did you use some of the backyard survivor money as well? Um, I think some of that was uh, got long gone by then. Uh, but... <laughs> No, that yeah, sounds awesome. It all, it all helps, doesn't it? 
What was your knowledge of uh, Australian LRGs or Backyard Survivor coming into this season? Um, I wouldn't say that I had a, a strong knowledge. Um, I had a personal relationship with Kyle um, outside of work. We both worked together at the Apple Store. Um, and we, I guess, both knew that each other was into Survivor, um, but I didn't know the, the level that uh, Kyle <laughs> uh, was, was into Survivor. Um, and he, I think he'd, he'd asked me a while ago if I wanted to join in on, uh, I think it must have been season one or two, um, which I declined. Um, and after watching season one and two, I just thought to myself, look, I really want to get on, on board. But that was kind yeah. of my first uh, 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 live reality game, sort of outside of the, the mainstream. I didn't know that Kyle worked at an Apple store, but it doesn't surprise me at all that you worked at an Apple store. You give off strong <laughs> Apple Store vibes <laughs> and the show. And just now you got that look about you, you got that calmness, you've got that um, social ability. And and for me watching it and we're going to get to, I think your ability to form social connections was the strongest part of your game. I think you had all parts covered, but I want to talk about the first uh, reveal. They're randomly going to draw tribes by way of a, a draw of, of buffs. And you draw the black buff immediately going to exile. Did that um, concern you, or did you think you'd be okay? Uh, it it definitely concerned me. I guess um, having never gone into something like that before, everyone's afraid of being the first person voted out. Um, and I figured uh, not having that chance to build those uh, social relationships from the get go would uh, put me step a step back. Um, but I knew traditionally that there would be something at Exile. Um, I was hoping that it would be an immunity idol. Um, I ended up getting the tools to create myself an immunity idol, which I think was also cool. Um, but I, I did, I was scared of being, I guess I was immune from the first vote, but the first vote that I was eligible for, I was scared of being that person. Let's, let's talk about um, the fake immunity idol advantage because that became a bit of your story throughout the entire season. You were constantly trying to hand this thing off. One thing that Jules and I discussed last week when we were doing our coverage recap was that uh, did they give you not only the tools to make an idol but also the tools to make the paperwork, a, a blank parchment and a sharpie, say? Um, from what I recall, there was no tools to create, uh, to create legit paperwork, um, just the tools to create an idol. Um, l luckily later on, I'd found an idol. So I did have some official paperwork okay. with me to, yeah. go, to go along yeah. with it. Um, yeah, but okay. no, I it, it didn't come with the, with the tools. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so when you were trying to, I'm jumping ahead, but when you were trying to pass it off, the cat, you had some paperwork you could give to make it a bit more legitimate. Yes, I did have some paperwork to go with it. And um, even though that that play didn't go so much to plan, I was able to extract the information that she did have an idol and yeah. we were able to, to flush the idol. That plan was that plan wasn't your plan, but the, the outcome was amazing. I, I'm jumping ahead there, but I just wanted to jump to that. Um, one of the things that we postulated last week, I was we were trying to wonder how Kyle and Brian intended for this make your own idol kit to be used by the person who went to exile on the first 
instance. And as you say, you were hoping there'd be something there, like an actual idol, um, to give you that protection. You know, perhaps one thing you could have done would have been to uh, tell your tribe that you've gotten an idol, but it's a one and done. Like it's only for the first tribal. And then people probably would believe that. You didn't need to do anything like that, though, because immediately, even though you've joined this tribe and they've had all the meet and greet and they've done a tribal council, so, you know, they've got trust bonds in terms of voting together, um, you seem to be able to instantly build connections with Jake, Andrew, Samara, and Ben. Did you identify that they were the sort of core of the tribe or was that just a bit of a luck and they're the people you got along with? Um, it was a little bit of luck to begin with. Um, I think Andrew was the, um, from, from what I could tell, the, the most strategic player on our tribe. Um, and he, I guess you could say, was, was running the shots. And yeah. from, from the moment I joined the tribe, which was, if I recall correctly, to go di directly to a tribal council. You watched was, the tribal council, that's right. Uh, yes, yes, that's right. Kiara um, was out. You watched it. That's right. Um, the next time, the, the the first moment I got to socialise with the tribe, Andrew had uh, written the letter K in the sand with his foot um, as like an indication to me which way he was voting. Um, and so immediately I felt like that was genuine and I felt like I had an in and... Um, I guess that was his his alliance, um, mm. and I kind of felt like I was able to weasel my way in there through Andrew. Well, I think it's interesting you did you say use the words weasel because eventually you fully su supplement Andrew's position in that in that alliance and become sort of the position that he had. I think it is for me your social game. Um, I think what was really interesting was on the very long meet and greet that was on the beginning where we got to see everyone and everyone said something about themselves or what have you you mentioned that you were there because you thought it'd be a good opportunity to lie steal cheat and backstab um that's that's just a fun sort of larrikin-y way of of how you're introducing yourself uh i don't think everyone could pull that off though did are you just usually that people like you know you can say this stuff and it disarms people it, it, that's just your your demeanor um, I, I guess you could say that, um, I, yeah, even my, like looking at myself, uh, looking at the footage back at myself, um, even, I, I think it was just the, the way I said it and it wasn't intentional in, in any way. Mm. Um, but I guess, yeah, it came across as like a kind of a, a joke. Um, yeah, I think, I think what you have, and, and this is the only from watching you on the 10 hours of this YouTube experience uh, and Jules agreed with me last week that I think you've got a real sort of like Luke Toki vibe about you um it's it's that larrikinism but there's a there's a strategic player underneath but they put up this sort of I'm here for a good time let's have a joke let's have a yarn and I think I can imagine that really appealed to to Jake a lot in terms of the connection that you guys had the whole game Absolutely. It's funny you say that because Luke, I would say that Luke Toki is my favourite uh, Australian survivor player. Mm -hmm. um, I, I bumped into him one day um, at the when I was working at the Apple store and he was working for BHP or something at the time. And I saw him yeah. 
walking um, from like a, a, across the street, and he he had like a particular walk about him. And I was like, that's <laughs> like uh, a strut. And I ran up to him. And I was like, Luke, and we we had a nice chat. He was he was nice, um, yeah. but I didn't didn't tell him about the backyard survivor experience. Um, See, that's where you and I are different. If I if I met a real survivor and I'd won an LRG, I'd be like, you know that I won an LRG. <laughs> it's hard to bring it into conversation in any way that doesn't sound ridiculous. Um, I did. Um, I did gloat uh, to uh, what's his name, David. Uh, David G, uh, who I also met uh, one night um, about my win, which he wasn't so impressed with, considering that he uh, <laughs> uh, he he won. Was that David? Name? David Golden God is my favourite Australian Survivor player. Um, oh, awesome! I think that he's he's incredible. Uh, so he wasn't so impressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't so impressed with that. And the um, the one other Australian survivor I've met was uh, Jericho. He was like running past the Apple Store in the rain, and I saw him, and so I was like, Jericho. You've basically met you've met Luke's whole crew. Basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. I think they all hang out socially. Um, uh, and Jerry said the same thing. He was like, "How did you recognize me?" Because he was running with like something over his head because it was raining. I, was like, I don't know. You just got like a an aura about you. Annabelle, who, who's doing the tea party next week and played Melbourne Survivor with me, was on The Traders season two, um, and you know she was tight with Luke on that. So um, she actually went over to Perth when Luke was doing some sort of charity boxing match and met both him and David and spent the night with them, which I'm very jealous about. But that's her life and not mine. Uh, back to what I do, which is just cover LRGs on a YouTube podcast. Um, the You come in that tribe and you seem to be settled pretty well. Kath goes, um, did you have any, any thought that maybe they were playing you or did you feel pretty comfortable that everyone was voting for Kath? Is it Kath? I, yes, it was Kath. Because you won. So first, you won a uh, an immunity. Um, you won the immunity. They send out James, and then it's the. Um, you, oh, sorry, we've, we've skipped something very important here. They they win the immunity, and they send you back to exile, where you meet up with Liz and have the opportunity to obtain the ridiculously sized super idol. That, yeah, that's right. I yeah, I uh, I forgot that that was so early on. Um, Did they send you back? Yeah. That was their sort of like strategy of just sending the same person back. W- were you familiar uh, with Super Idols in uh, American Survivor? Had you watched the seasons that had Super Idols or, or not? Uh, yes, I I was and am familiar with Super Idols. It's um, I'm I'm sure Kyle and. Uh, Brian were annoyed that it didn't get used uh, at all, basically. Um, I. Well, can we? Yeah, well, I, we're, about, we're on the surprise. Let's talk about that because uh, just for those, those that didn't watch the two and a half hour uh, recap last week, how finds the super idol with Liz, how's got half, Liz has half. They're both normal idols, but combined, it's a super idol. Basically, like Brain Beauty Brawn too. Um, Liz goes out very soon after, and you, I would assume, you tell me, don't assume that they put it back in the game. So you're not really looking yes. for another one. I kind of, it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind by that point. I assumed, I assumed it had been flushed, um, mm. and 
I guess, yeah, I didn't assume that it was going back into the game. That, that, that's, a, I think, a sensible assumption. But lo and behold, at the swap, Jake goes to the uh, exile and he gets the half that Liz had. You two are then together for the rest of the game and never reveal to one another until all the idols get played uh, at the final five that you had the each had one half of the super idol. <laughs> yeah, there was even a, um, a, a, a point where a super idol comes up um, and I think Jake starts asking, like, what, what's a super idol? And I, I guess it just never, it, it should have clicked at me that, at that point that it was back in play, but it just never clicked that it was back in play. I, I think I think that's a, a, a fair call, but I don't think, um, I, I think someone mentions it. Someone's talking about super idols for some reason, not Jake. Uh, and then Jake does, even though he's holding the super idol, he's doing a whole playing dumb, I'm just a jock, I don't know about Survivor stick, right? So he goes quite hard at the, oh, what's a super idol? I don't know what that is. And it's so convincing that I was sure that you right there were like, well, there's no way if there is a half that he's got it. You know? <laughs> well, yes, in, in a sense, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, con- convincing enough that I thought, well, if there is one, he he doesn't have it. Actually, a funny a funny little tidbit about the the super idol and how big it was, I had it in my bag in my um we each had like a, a satchel each and we had we were told to bring th- different colored shirts depending on which tribe yeah. we may end up on throughout the game and um if i'm remembering correctly i had a blue shirt and i had the super idol wrapped up in the blue shirt and that's when they were like um tribe swap and the shirt that I was meant to put on was wrapped up in a super idol. And I think I ended up just putting on a pink shirt. <laughs> um, or it was like, yeah, I ended up. Yeah, and um, he said, I don't, own, I don't own purple. And and Jake was also like, I don't own purple because he was wearing like blue. Here's your yeah. partner in crime with the dinner plate idol, Liz. The amount <laughs> of effort the dinner plate idols. Um, we did, we did postulate that it would have been very fun if uh, Jake or yourself, given how tight you were in Alliance, ever tried to play a super idol. Because if one of you had gotten up with it and pulled it out, I'm sure the other one would have been like, oh, oh, hold up, don't do that. I've got the other half of that thing. We'll just wait to see what the votes are. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, we... I think the other thing is we never actually needed to use those. It's incredibly items. disappointing. You had, you, the three of you had just so much social control that you never needed your absolute swag of idols, which is really disappointing from a viewer point of view. I think in like in retrospect, the the best play could have been if Jake and I used it to flip on Samara. Mm. Um towards the end i think that's that would have been a cool blind side but yeah i guess it's easy to say things in in retrospect well you're the winner so you don't need to do that i think you going to the end with samara and jake was always the most sensible straight line to victory for you so why why get silly about it you know yeah that that's true that's true um liz gets her it's it's funny you often think about um as a once you've played one of these, you go back and I'm sure most people think about 
things that they should have done differently. And even I think about things that I should have done differently. But you're right. Like, as the winner, you should not have you done won, anything. You need two votes against you. Uh, two votes, like, not in your favour of the whole cast. I don't think you need to worry about what you did. Now, somehow you end up at the end with Andrew. I think you got a very difficult situation. And you're probably yes. like, I shouldn't have got here with Andrew. And, you know, you didn't. You knew you had to take Andrew out. Um, uh, just to keep going with the flow in what we were doing. Um, I thought it was, it was a nice touch. I don't know if you remember this, but you and Liz come back from exile and then appeared on the, the doubles challenge. I thought that was a nice little like combo. You had yeah. this connection. And, and I obviously I know Liz quite well, having got myself later involved in the Melbourne Survivor community, having played Melbourne Survivor. But I was giving Liz, who appears to be here live, a little bit of stick about. Um, hey, Liz. Not her not playing her idol. I've always, you know, said, why didn't you play your idol? As I said last week, when I was on my casting interview, my video for Melbourne Survivor 3, they said, do you have any other questions? And I said, why didn't you play your idol? <laughs> um, uh, but she always says, and I think this again speaks to the social game, she was super keen to maintain the bond that she built with you. She liked you. She thought the two of you could do some damage with the super idol, but equally that perhaps if she played her idol, uh, like immediately upon getting it and therefore removing the super idol, that wouldn't be true to the sort of bond and connection that you'd formed on exile in a way. Like you might get annoyed that she did that. That's, I think she's told me that was part of her thinking. And I think it's the impact you were having on people in just a very short amount of time. That's true. And Liz, Liz is a strong player. Um, I, I wish Liz uh, stayed longer. Um, I think she wanted to make big moves. And that's that's what held her back from playing the idol earlier. Uh, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, Liz. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's um, anything wrong with that. Yeah, the super idol is fun. And so losing it immediately by playing the individual idol component of it is a little bit of a, a like. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been mad or hell as a grudge if she'd used it, and especially if you know she'd used it when she had to, you know, correctly. Um, and I, I was definitely sad when I saw saw that she was gone. She did need to use it because Jeff was immune, and uh, the other five were clearly aligned. So. Um, as was shown by when they all teamed up and voted out James. So um, absolutely, <laughs> she needed to use it. Uh, and like, you know, I'm sure she had, you say you have regrets. I think she makes some regrets. Um, uh, we go into the swap now. And um, when you got swapped onto a tribe, you're there with Ben and Samara and you've got, Zach, Maddie, and Jeff coming in from the Purples. How were you feeling about about the crew that you landed there with? Um, I felt on the outs for sure. Uh, like just as, as soon as I got there. Um, also, just being on a on a different tribe in a different location. I saw uh, Jeff as a really big threat. Um, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested. Firstly, why did you feel on the outs? You were there with Samara and, and Ben. Um, um, 
I'm not entirely sure. I, th I think. Well, I, I, I don't think you're misre misremembering this, by the way, because earlier on in that swap, with the way you're talking to Jeff and the way you're talking to Zach and some other people, it does feel like you're sort of trying to assess whether you've got an escape route here if you need it. Like, it doesn't seem like you're just saying things to them to pander or to keep them, like, in the dark. It, it does legitimately seem like you have a nervousness at, at that point. But maybe it's a bit hard to recall exactly why and where your connections were. Who did you feel you were close to? I, I think to? I, I also felt like I was maybe a step back um, because I um, had spent two rounds on exile mm. uh, and so I, was, I still felt like I was forming bonds and then was was switched up and maybe did, that who, made yeah that makes sense who did you feel tightest with at that time was it was it was it Andrew because he you know given you the K um to vote for or was it Jake who was then on exile and not with you um who were you feeling tight with at that point i I felt tightest with Andrew, yeah, um, and probably Jake as well. I knew that, or I was expecting Andrew to turn on me at some point, whereas mm. I wasn't so much expecting Jake to. No, that's to turn be his on me. That wouldn't be yeah. his style. Um, I think this is really interesting. I can see this absolutely um, with the benefit of the hindsight and the conversation here. Jake's your closest one. He's in exile. Andrew's tight. He's gone to the other tribe. Ben and Samara early on seemed very, very tight. Like later on, she was happy to vote him out. But right at the start, they seemed very close. And I guess you're in a position where, well, if the purples are tight here, are they going Are they going to rocks for me? Like what, what's going to happen here? Maybe I am on the bottom of this. I can really see now um, what you were saying about how you're feeling that way. Yeah, yeah. I um, also wanted to. Um, I thought if I could have that, um, Jeff would have been a good opportunity to try and offload the uh, fake community idol too. Yes. Um, but I did not get an opportunity. I think it was also if anyone was seen speaking with Jeff um, that. Or if I was seen speaking with Jeff, that I that would have put me on the out. So I think that's the only thing that stopped me from making that move. Jeff became a real pariah. Like, yeah, he was the leper. You couldn't speak to him. You couldn't talk to him. What What was it about Jeff that made him so, um, I guess, intimidating? Because I get it. He's big and he's good at the challenges and he's loud. But you know, he's he's not he's not going to win the game. Like, he's too big for that. Like, what was so threatening about him? Um, I, I guess if it, I, I knew that if it, if he made it to merge, he would be a, a threat. Mm. Um, and I, I, I think it was, um, may, maybe just his, uh, personality type, like he, um, was a big person, but the, there was not a moment where you didn't know what he what his intentions were. Yeah, yeah, it was very obvious. Very, very yeah, very. yeah. Did you also think perhaps like there's no way 
these purples uh, are going to break here because if one of them gets voted out, Jake's coming in and we've got a 4-2 majority. Like they are just absolutely stuffed if they don't vote one of us out. Was that part of your thinking? Yes. Yeah, that was that was part of my thinking. And I think they knew that as well <laughs> to, to, to a certain extent. But uh, they they wanted to get rid of Jeff. Yeah, the, it's the end of the day. They just, it, it, you know, it's like with the last episode of Australian Survivor, for example, watching that, like uh, Ferris or should have really used that opportunity to take out Kelly, as a lot of people say. But, um, you know, everyone just had enough of Kelly by that point and they want to go on. She's too much chaos and we don't want to deal with that. So Jake comes now, Jake comes into the tribe and, you, and your type four, which really run the game from this point on, really form very close-knit. Um, was Jake a bit of a uh, the sort of key man in bringing the, the four of you together in that way? Was he sort of the core person that everyone was sort of gravitating towards that, that made it work like that? I, I think so. Um, uh, yeah, he, he, well, he was. He was very excited to be reunited with, uh, those original tribe members. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, he kind of was the the glue that that um, sort of pulled us and and held us together. Um, yeah, and I, I was happy to to ride along with that. I guess, as you said, he you never thought he would vote you out. He's a very trustworthy player. He's got he's definitely gonna be a loyal player. That's sort of who he is. And if everyone sees that, then he can be the the uniting force for a group of a group of four. Um, so you're really in a great position here. You're four two on the on the numbers, and you get to the challenge, which is an eating challenge. Do you remember eating these things? Do you remember eating the crickets and the worms? I do remember eating the crickets and the worms. I I, th I think, funnily enough, in my um, uh, in my intro or at some point I said if there was ever a losing an uh, eating challenge that I would most probably lose because I've got a, a bit of a but a weak stomach yeah but I ended up winning <laughs> winning that did one did you surprise yourself um I yeah I did I did surprise myself the the crickets and the worms they weren't they weren't bad like they were they were edible they were bought from a, a shop and came in a in a packet but they were very uh very dry i think that was the hardest thing was getting them down it was kind of like eating uh, dry wheat bix if you've ever if you've ever yeah. done that but with so, so the worms weren't alive is that what you're telling me they weren't live worms <laughs> they weren't live worms no no um but you win that but your tribe's not good enough for eating the pickles um and so you're going back to tribal oh sorry this is the sorry it's this is the double tribal you're immune and on the other side, there's an immune person who was um, Sammy. Uh, and so you've gone back, you're another tri double tribal, and you've got the big decision here of are you picking Zach to go or you're picking Maddie to go. Zach has an idol here. Did you have an awareness or a feeling that he might have one? He's found his in the game so he hasn't been to exile it's not super obvious he did go to exile though just on that turn uh, he st stood out of the challenge um and uh to not be part of the eating and went to exile so what what went into the thinking between 
Maddie and Zach as to which of the two that you targeted? Um, I, I wish I could <laughs> remember properly. I think, I think the idol was mentioned. And idol. And idol, yeah, was. And was there a discussion of, well, if Zach's got an idol, he's either going to play it on himself or he's going to play it on Maddie. Did you think that he probably wouldn't play it on Maddie? I, th I think so, yeah. I think that he, he loved the game um, and he, um, I guess, yeah, wanted, I think, wanted to stay in enough to, to not to take not that take risk. Yeah, he, 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 I guess he gave off, uh, seems like a, a very lovely guy, but gave off a bit of a nervous energy, as you say, huge fan. He wants to make merge. Everyone wants to make merge. Um, Maddie wasn't even part of his core alliance. You know, his core alliance was Olivia and Sammy and Stephen. So she was like a fifth on that. So like, you know, he's just got to get through this and hopefully the next one, uh, it would make sense for him to play out on himself. You, interestingly, and look, I'm probably asking you questions you can't answer here, uh, but you chose not to split the vote on this, would have, which would have been the most logical strategic move. You, you guys put um, uh, all on Maddie, um, but if they had, uh, obviously, if they had played the idol correctly, and you guys had done two two, then you could have just done uh, Maddie on the revote or Zach, depending on which one had. Uh, played the idol. Was there a discussion? Do you recall it wasn't shown on the footage, um, so it may not have occurred of considering a uh, two-two-two split. I um, I don't one hundred percent recall, but if if I'm recalling correctly, I don't I don't think that was a discussion. Um, I think I think we just went straight the the, the straight vote. Dustin, uh, who's like the, the king of this um, whole affair, uh, said one of the hardest surveys to finish, an amazing cast. Uh, so he's obviously done his voting, which is very important. Liz says to Zach, uh, was one of those, I just watched a couple of episode people, but had such survivor super fan energy, I swear. Yeah, I get it. Like, I'm never, when, when I, one thing when I went and played uh, Melbourne Survivor, I wasn't going to try and pretend I wasn't a super fan because, frankly, you're playing a fucking LRG in the middle of nowhere. You're clearly a, a super fan. There are people that clearly aren't, like Jake clearly isn't, and you believe him because he's just there to have some fun and do some challenges and stuff. But when you are a strategic sort of person or, like, just know, know the game, I didn't try and pretend. I, you know, we were all talking about Survivor, and I'm like, let's talk about Survivor. I love Survivor. Let's talk about it. And I think Zach... Uh, definitely had that energy, Liz. I think that's a great call. Um, I think you know, it's the kind of lie that's easier, much easier to get caught out on or slip up on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've never yeah. watched Survivor. And then, like, here's this really strategic move. It's like, well, that does make sense. <laughs> so, how do you know about this? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So, you come into the final episode before merge. You guys are just absolutely killing it right now. Currently, You've got half a super idol. Jake's got half a super idol. Samara has her own idol. No one, of course, has told anyone this, but that's what you all have. And then uh, production decides to plant an idol, a uh, clue for the idol on the, on the water tank. 
obviously hoping that Zach will find it. He doesn't. Um, you find the clue and immediately look at it. It seems to be immediately behind you, and Jake just grabs it from the bush. Um, and then he continues to hold that idol. Was there any view that, like, you should be holding that idol, or was everyone just sort of comfortable with Jake having it? Um, I I was comfortable with Jake having it. I, I saw the clue, but it was... I wouldn't have been able to grab the clue without being seen um, uh, by Jake. So I wasn't mm. able to to keep it a, a secret. Um, but the way that I saw it was at least I knew that it existed and that it would probably get used in a way that I'd want it to get used. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liz just wants to talk about here, the relief of getting to exile and meeting someone who admitted they... They were a fan. She's referencing you there. She found that very comfortable. Um, uh, and obviously, you guys win a, a clutch community here. You have a much better strategy. You win. And uh, out goes uh, someone else from the orange. You guys make a very uh, strategic – sorry, from the purple, the old purples. Um, you make a very strategic decision to send um, Olivia uh, to exile so that – uh, the numbers aren't there uh, at all, and they can easily vote out Sammy. You guys identify Sammy as probably the more threatening player of the two, which I think she probably was. Um, so I think that was a very sensible move that your your group made. Do you recall in that huddle who was sort of driving that discussion about sending Olivia to Exile so that they could vote out Sammy on the other side? Uh, I think it was Samara who who led that discussion. Um, well, let's, let's yeah. talk about it. That's interesting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I thought you were going to say it was me. It was me. How? I'm the smart one on this trip. Um, <laughs> or maybe Ben. But uh, I didn't. I had. I'm interested to hear that it's Samara. I hear more about Samara. I don't think the edit told me that she was like a super strategic player. Would that be an incorrect read? Do you think that she had a bit more to her than perhaps I'm, I'm seeing from the edit? Uh, d definitely, she was um, she was like a ninja. She made she made big moves, um, but did it in a way that kept kept her under the radar. Um, and I think that was the the one moment where I did see that she was like her, her <laughs> um, disguise of not being a super strong player kind of yeah. she, she let slip for that for that moment um, yeah. but yeah the fact that she had her idol the whole time she I'm not sure if the edit really showed it but she led the um, the vote to get rid of Andrew and mm -hmm. I was kind of just more than happy to go along with that I was just happy that yeah. it, it wasn't me um, yeah, so Mark Samara did make some some big moves, but I think uh, she was so calculated, and I think she kept a lot of her moves to her to herself. Um, yeah. So it would have been hard to show that on the on the edit. And I think that's actually what did her in uh, at, at the final tribal to some extent. Her final tribal was pretty good. Um, I think she was able to get a bit more out there than what uh, the jury had recognised. The problem is, and I've been on one of these uh, juries, um, is that uh there's a lot of groupthink that starts happening as as people come into the jury 
they have their perception of how the game is going and who's running it and everything like that. And she's doing a great job of not being seen as that person. But if no one on the jury sees it that way, and then it's not getting, uh, like, you know, you can get voted out and then someone comes out five later and they're like, you know, Samara's really running the game. And you're like, oh, really? Wow. Tell me more about that. That's really interesting. But if no one knows that, then you've got no one to um, give that information to the jury. And I think, you know, she probably needed you or Jake there to actually tell them that um, before the tribal council. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 100% there. I, I feel like um, I'm, I'm going to confuse myself now. Was it the the f- first season of Australian Survivor? Who who won that? Christy. Um, Christy. Christy? Yeah. Going. Yeah. She, I feel like she was more strategic than her edit would have, yes. would have given off. Um, and so I think she, if I recall correctly, she kind of got like a goofy edit because maybe that's all they could have could have gone with. Mm. Um, she she talked I'm... about it before. She sort of didn't give them a lot and didn't tell them all the moves. So production sort of hated her a bit for it. But then it gave that amazing final tribal council where she just, here's all my plans that none of you knew about. And everyone was just like, oh, my God. Yes. If Samara had that kind of tribal council, she would have won. I think. Well, I think, yeah, especially if it was a final two um, without you there and it's her and Jake. No no offence to Jake, but it would be very similar to what happened with Christy and Lee in that same season that we're talking about. Lee was just a guy that was strong at the challenges, very loyal. There's nothing wrong with that game. That was his game and everyone knew that. That was Jake's game. Everyone knew that was Jake's game. So he, he doesn't really have a big bombshell that he can drop at the final tribal and people want the bombshell. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We get to the merge. Were you very excited to make merge? Was that a big objective of yours, or was it like, nah, you know, I got to win? You know, if you're not first, you're last. What was your sort of view going? Uh, yeah, no, merge is definitely there. Like, obviously, you don't want to be the first person voted out. You have all of these uh, uh, checklists, and I think I uh, made off most of them. But oh, yeah, yeah. very happy to make merge. And this, this may be testing the memory, but how exciting was that Battleback challenge in the real time um, with Jeff and Kath was, it was nail-biting on, on the video. I don't know if you recall how close it was. Yeah, it, what, that was a nail-biting uh, challenge. It may be yeah. even more so than the, the edit gave off. Um, okay. it, went for, it went for a long time too. It was yeah. very, yeah, back and forward. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a clutch challenge. You, um, and she comes back in, uh, we go to the, uh, auction. I think you get the crickets at the auction. So (laughs) some more crickets for you to enjoy. Um, and the oranges, the OG oranges, the blood oranges, they're all back together. Um, it's everyone that was on the original tribe. I know I, I, we talked this last week that you're I, I see you as being on the original tribe even though you were in exile but i see you as original orange uh, it's everyone from original orange except for kiara there at the merge with zach and olivia and uh you know there there is still a very strong blood orange strong attitude did you think that was 
gonna hold up for for as long as it did, or did you think that it was gonna break um, sooner than that? Then you know it ended up happening. I I thought it was gonna break sooner, um, and I I thought I yeah I thought I was gonna be the one that uh, was was flipped on. You're very worried about your position. You, you were talking about this in confessional at the merge. You, you were worried about getting voted out. You were you're paranoid. You, you thought that you were playing such a good game, which you were, um, and were worried that people would clock that. But I don't I don't think they had. But is that why you thought they would flip, or did you think there would be more to it? Um, I yeah, that that's why I thought it's funny that you say that. Um, like you consider me original orange because I think everyone did. <laughs> um, did you? Uh, I, I did because it yeah. suited <laughs> at the time. I would have yeah. easily, <laughs> um, yeah, flipped. Um, I thought Andrew was going to be able to wrangle a flip against me. Um, but oh, he... let's, let's talk a little bit about Andrew. Andrew is the star of the season. Um, he's amazing. Yeah. His, his, the way he talks... And uh, the things that he says are just uh, coming up with that in the real time, live, unscripted is amazing. Um, he's obviously very verbose. He's very um, measured and calculated in the way he speaks. It's very, very good TV. Um, there's a risk of someone like that being found as sort of annoying, but it seemed more like everyone just found it incredibly entertaining. Was it, was it the latter? Um, I, I think so. I definitely found him very entertaining. Um, maybe at first when uh, we hadn't sussed him out yet or um, sort of didn't really know his character, maybe there were yeah. like a couple of sighs when he started, <laughs> started to speak. But it yeah. eventually got to a point where any time he was about to speak, everyone would fall silent and hang yeah, off his yes. every word. Because <laughs> it's a long day, you know. You're there for a laugh too. You're not playing for many bucks. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he was so, so, yeah, he was so, so poetic in the way he spoke as well, as well as being articulate. There was something so, like, po poetic about everything he said. Uh, he, he, uh, we, we, we were doing impressions last week, um, uh, but it's only with, with love. But it's because he speaks with a real um, – there's a, a rhythm to it. It would be illogical to keep <laughs> Zach around. We would have to be the stupidest players in Survivor history to not vote out Zach. It's very it's like that, you see? Speak, isn't it? Yeah. And there's a rhythm to it. Um, like and you know, like good good performance has rhythm. Um, you know, like Shakespeare and uh, but even all acting, it needs to have a little bit of rhythm to it, people can flow it better. Um, he does that very well. Uh the so you think he could tell you worried he could make a movement to take you out. Is that because you think that you're one of the top threats and he would identify that and want to remove you? Is is that why you thought that or do you think there was another reason? Yeah, I thought that at least he would identify me as a threat and that he would be able to convince um, everyone of that. Um, you you, you yeah. get this point here, which I think is one of the best moves that you make in the game. You sort of luck into it, but it's an amazing uh, feather in your cap for the purposes of um, 
having you know everyone wants to know what your move was at like final tribal uh and you you've been trying to hand off this art for, for 12 15 hours whatever you're going out here uh and you come to cat you're like i've got i've got a you say i've got a couple of idols which was quite true but you've got access to more than one um and i want to give you this one now we were talking last week um couple of idols very bold but then i postulated well it's a bit sus if it's your only idol and you're handing it to her uh was was that the thinking there uh yes yeah i knew that she would be sus on me if i was giving her my only idol um which which is the only reason i yeah told her that i i had another one and then, for some silly reason, she doesn't take your idol. <laughs> she just says, oh, I've already got one. Like, why would she not take your idol and have two? Yeah, that, that's a good point. I guess maybe she... Um, believed me. <laughs> um, and felt like she was, I don't know, doing me a favour back by keeping it. I guess she yeah, wanted any, any in that she could have. She could have. Got. She had to build bonds, right? So I, I, I can see it. Like I think I would have just taken your idol, but uh, which would have blown up in my face. But you know, if I'd done that, and it would have blown up in her face. So you know, right? But she immediately tells you you got it, and you go back to the whole core orange and go. Cass got an idol. She told me, uh, "What are we doing here?" And then Andrew does a whole complex numbers thing with the seal, the vote, and whatever. Um, and and Liv goes. Um, who is driving it to be live that goes? Um, and were you happy with that? Did you see Zach as someone that you could potentially work with? Because you, you didn't really know Liv, so. But would, would, did you see Zach as someone he could work with if if the split did occur? <clears throat> um, I I actually really wanted to work with Liv. It wasn't uh, me okay. that pushed pushed for her vote. Um, the only reason being that she was the only person, uh, Perth's quite small. She was the only person that I knew, um, had met before. Uh, oh, you, met, you had a pre-existing relationship with them. How detailed relationships. Pre how detailed. Yeah. You just that met I really once. wanted to utilize. Um, yeah. But I, I later learned that I think everyone had at least one kind of pre-existing yeah. relationship. So it was like a, a fair playing field. So how did you know her? She uh, also, she worked, also yeah. worked at Apple, yeah. For, <laughs> for so, so she's a co-worker. You have a fairly strong relationship, presumably, that she's a, a co-worker. But yeah, you, you, yeah. you know her very well. Yeah, um, yeah. So we, we really wanted to work together. We were, mm -hmm. I think we're pretty good at keeping it under wraps as well. I, I, I think, guess I think we never... So the I issue was more that Andrew wanted her gone and because um, uh, he was wanting to queue up Zach as an option for him. Yes. Yeah, and, it and, must have been. And, and, and even though he just met Zach, Zach was a bit more of a fresh slate, uh, whereas he'd already, you know, gone through a few tribals with Olivia and Olivia may have seen him, you know, as more threatening or someone she couldn't work with properly after that, or trust. Um, we've got a comment from Kyle here. He's watching live. Hello, Kyle. 
the fact that would you like an idol? No, thanks. I've already got one. Happens more than once this season is so bizarre. It's incredible. And we will get to that moment, which I think is probably the highlight of the season. Um, anyway, Kat, Kat goes here and we roll into the, the next uh, tribal um, and we get the, oh, uh, which one is this? We are doing the, the knots. I should have flagged that you almost won the first immunity. You were very, very close on holding those pool balls on a stick. Um, you were around a bit, but you came second. It was very impressive. Uh, we get to this next event, uh, and it's this knots barrier jump thing, which you win again. You were quite the challenge performer. In, in, did you think you'd be good at challenges? Is that a skill set? Um, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. I didn't. I didn't think I would be good at challenges. Um, but you, I guess you never know what's going to be thrown at you. Um, yeah, the pool ball challenge was a funny one that uh, I thought I was going to go almost straight away and somehow mm -hmm. made it to the sec second last. I had Jake not won that. I really wanted to use that as an opportunity to to flip on Jake. And flip on Jake? Yeah. What? <laughs> that's the only reason I pushed so hard to to win that. Otherwise, like well, well who, okay, so and this hypothetical flip on Jake, who's in your who's in your crew that's doing this? Um look, I I I, I can't remember. Liv, um, Zach, Kath. Yeah, I think that was like the really big move that I like wanted Andrew. to make. Re and Andrew um, in this? Yeah, yeah. I think I could have brought everyone bar Samara. This would have blown the game wide open. Yeah, but I could have lost, so. <laughs> I think this would have gone horribly for you. I think this would have been an incredibly mis incredible mistake. But it would yeah, have been it much put, It would have put too big of a target on my head as yeah. well. It would have been much more interesting television than what we got, but that that would have been uh, amazing. Wow. Um, I guess you just had that nervousness that they were going to flip on you and you had to do it first, and eventually you realised it wasn't going to happen, so you sort of calmed down. However, at this um, immunity win, I you make what I believe is uh, the biggest mistake you make, probably the only mistake you make in the entire game, and that's you get to choose... Who, who goes to the various positions. Um, you may not recall this, but you got to go to a reward and bring two people, and you also got to send three people to exile. But perhaps there's more information to this that now we didn't have from the edit. So you decide to take Ben and Jake to the reward. Did you have any concerns about leaving Samara out? I I did to a certain degree, but I I felt like Samara was was tight enough to leave and to also be able to be like I guess an eyes and ears uh, to what happened there. Um, yeah. And I chose I chose Ben to I guess more solidify my relationship with with him. With um, and you... had I brought anyone else other than jake i think it would have been too sus to my um yeah your crew my core alliance yeah but did you think strategically about sending the people on the bottom 
to exile, knowing all the goodies that you'd gotten from exile over your time. You know, Kath had just got an idol from exile. You could tell that Carl and Brian were putting as many idols in this game as they could. Um, you sent to exile a group of Zach, Kath, and Caitlin. Um, did you foresee that as a potentially a risk to send uh, all of them to where an advantage could be obtained? Um, yes, somewhat. Um, but I, I, I figured or I thought that if that Samara would in, let us know. When the Samara was back at camp with Andrew and Raf. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, who did I send? Zach. Ka Kate, sorry, Caitlin. Caitlin. Uh, yes, Kate, Caitlin, I think, was going to be the, the eyes and ears. And you had that trust? You just, she's good? Yes, yeah. She seemed very loyal. She just seemed loyal. Um, she would, yeah, she was loyal to uh, what well, I thought to our to our core alliance. I feel like the more sensible play though would have been to send, you know, Caitlin and Samara, and you know, I guess Andrew to exile, uh, and leave the ones at the bottom at the camp where there's something there's less likely to be something at the camp. It's not like it's real survivor and you're sending them for three days in, in the wilderness where they weren't getting to eat. You know? Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. It was a that would have been the des best decision to make um, mm. in retrospect. Um, there was a, there was a lot going through my head at that moment because there was yeah there was there was a lot to to think about and I did feel somewhat put on the spot. Um, well, you were probably very concerned about um, exposing how you viewed your relationships and how you view the hierarchy. And so you're probably trying to make these decisions to not expose it completely, but at the same time, making sure that the people you are alive with don't get pissed off or uh, either they don't get pissed off. They, they don't get the wrong idea about where they sit with you because they're actually closer, but you put them here, but you know, you know, so that's the, that's what's going through your head while you're making this split second decision after you've been playing for what, 14, 15 hours, it can't be easy. Yeah, it is. It's it's a juggling act, and um, it's it's hard to know what the right decision is, especially especially at at the moment. Well, I think that was the wrong decision, but I think it's the only <laughs> poor, poor one you made uh, the entire game. Kyle did enjoy though that uh, the scene you got, uh, the most awkward scene in backyard survival history, the three of them at exile. Um, at this one, Kath goes. It's clear that's easy. There's a good split with three on Zach. And then they immediately go into the next challenge. And I'm like, well, Zach's, I'm like, well, Zach's fucked. Like, that doesn't get, if he doesn't win this challenge, he's got no time to make an arrangement or a deal. Um, and it's a survivor quiz. Now, Jules and I postulated last week that if the questions were going to be that easy, I would have been there for 12 hours getting them right. Um, did you think that you would do better on a survivor quiz? I can't quite recall on which one you went out on. Um, um, no, I, I, I knew I'd probably struggle with the survivor quiz cause I, yeah. um, I've got a bad memory and a lot of the, um, seasons do kind of blur into, into one for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Zach doesn't win. Andrew wins. Zach thinks he's absolutely going. Kyle asks, do you have anything to say to the tribe? And he just says, peace out, bitches, which is actually, I think, a fantastic moment in the season. And then suddenly it's 4-4 uh, on Ben. 
This is Andrew's move. He's worked it up, um, and he's got Caitlin, uh, Zach, and himself, and Raph voting for Ben. Uh, how surprised were you to see the 4-4 on Ben at this point? Uh, I was surprised. I wasn't wasn't expecting that move. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that move, and I wasn't in on that move. You weren't in on that move. It may be the only vote you vote incorrectly on. And I think so. Was that that was Andrew's move, right? Yeah. He'd been queuing it think, up for a while. He'd been, he'd, been think, like, he'd been shitting on Ben to anyone who would listen, and particularly Samara and Jake can't trust Ben. He's not trustworthy. Uh, and he'd been queuing it up, and he, he had Zach queued up for it too. And obviously he was very confident um, that uh, someone would flip on the on the revote. And, of course, um, Jake, Jake, and, Jake and Samara flip. On the revote, you're the only one who stays loyal to Ben. Yes, yeah, that's right. And but I think that's what ends up painting the tiger on Andrew's back. Does Andrew go the next? No, Zach. Then Zach eventually goes. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew um, uh, boots. Uh, I guess she goes to boot Raf before that as well. So he hangs around for a while. It was his move. I don't think anyone quite understood how the move happened. I think even the edit doesn't show it that well, but it's sort of subtle there. Um, it's, a, it's a great move. And was, look, you're good for you for staying loyal to Ben. You know, you get his jury vote as a result. Um, he's not <laughs> impressed with others. Um, so you go through the next one. Uh, I, think, yeah, I don't think we knew how that vote went, yeah. um, but we did know that where Andrew's vote went because he always put a little... His little number. Yeah. His little symbol, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Zach goes, and then we're in the final episode, and all it's an all orange F6. Um, and you're still cons- you know, wondering why you're you're here. Um, you think that you know should be taken out, but you've got such a huge target in Andrew sitting in front of you that that must have given you some level of security. Uh, yes. Um, I, I think, I think voting me obviously would have been the correct move. Um, but once I knew that Andrew had a target, um, I knew that he was going to go before me. Yeah. Realistically, what everyone should have done here at the final, I think, I think the final six is the right makeup, but people like Samara and Jake, and um, Caitlin that should not have been voting out Raf at six. That That's where they should have voted out Andrew and then voted you out at five. Um, you play your idol probably, but then they vote you out at four. Um, like, you know, that's what they should have been doing. But the fact that you're there at the final five with Andrew puts you in a pretty strong position. Um, do you recall the whole situation with Raf and – or? And the rocks, because uh, he was so unfairly done by in that situation. I don't know if you. It was on the other tribe, but Caitlin had the rock advantage, where it basically gave you a safety out of the rocks. And 
they go to rocks for Caitlin. And when that happens, she she's got the, the votes on her, so she's immune, and she gives the rock to Andrew, and Raph sees this, and then they're having the discussion about well, who should go between Stephen and Caitlin. Oh, not Stephen, it was um Liv or Sammy, one of them, and Caitlin. Uh, and suddenly Raph starts trying to sell out Caitlin because he knows he's going to a 50-50 rock draw. And Andrew, for the rest of the whole season, will not shut up about how disloyal Raph was when Andrew was sitting pretty with the fucking rock that Caitlin had a choice of she gave it to. And he's like, Rafe, you're on the bottom of this alliance. Andrew, here's the rock. And Rafe's like, what the fuck? Like, did any of the, was any of this permutating through the tribe post-merge? Because Andrew was very vocal about how he felt about it in confessional. Was he spreading these these uh, negative opinions about Raph uh, and the Rock Idol uh, throughout the merge? Uh, he, he was. Um, and, I, like, I was just happy when, I guess, anyone's anyone's name comes up. Was that the was that the rock the was that the one where Stephen went home? Yes, yes. Due to the rock, he was the other player who went home yeah. without getting a a single vote to his name. Yeah. Uh, or the other player who played without getting a, yeah, yeah, a single yeah. vote to his name. Um, um, final six is where where Raph goes, and that's why we're talking about him. Did you? No one plays an idol at final six. Were you thinking about doing that? Um, Samara's, no. got, Samara's got immunity at this one, by the way. Yes, Samara had immunity. I was no, I wasn't thinking about using the idol. You, I just you wanted confident. to. Yeah, I was confident. Yeah. So we go to the next challenge, Jake. Uh, so on that one, Raph goes. Next challenge, Jake wins. Um, and you've got everything locked up here for this vote because between uh, the three of you, unbeknownst to the three of you, you have uh, two idols and a super idol, which is also two idols, and Jake is immune. Uh, you literally have all the hardware um, and we get this amazing moment at Tribal where Jake tries to give the idol to Samara and she's like, no, don't worry about it. I've got one. And then Samara tries to give it to you. And you're like, no, I've got one too. And the three of you are just like cracking up in the back about this situation. Um, how was that in the real time to find out you had this alliance for hours uh, and you all had idols and no one had shared them? Uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. I guess we all just like, what was going through my head was like, when did you get that? And yeah. why didn't you tell me about it? But I guess everyone was, all three of us were thinking that. Um, <laughs> no but it was anyone. like, yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. So. And you make the decision for some reason to play your fake idol here. I didn't really get the view on that. Like you played it, it was fake. And then you played the real one. Um, any reason, can you remember why you wanted to play the fake? You were just so desperate to use that fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I wanted them to say that it wasn't a fake, uh, sorry, that it wasn't an immunity idol, just as like a, I don't know, ha-ha yeah. moment. Um, yeah, I think that that's all there was to it. Yeah. Um, so 
Andrew goes here. Um, and then, you know, you're chatting with, you're talking about your idols, where they're coming from. Jake wins another immunity. Um, and I've got in my notes here, Jake and Sam, Jake and Samara should really take out how here, but I don't think it's like super obvious because um, Andrew had been building all that stuff up about Caitlin for a couple of rounds about how nice she is and how everyone likes her and how she's going to win. Like he'd been doing that to try and like elevate her threat level above his. And I think Jake and Samara really bought into that, but I also just don't think it was in their nature to burn you. Like, no, no. I, I yeah, I don't think they were uh, the the backstabbing the backstabbing type. No, and um, I've talked about this before. If you if I was on Real Survivor and we're talking about like, well, I can't go to the end with How because he's going to win, and I could win five hundred thousand dollars, then you're gone. But when you're playing these LRGs, and you know, you don't have to be as cut unnecessarily cutthroat. Yeah, I think there is like a lower level of, of guardedness, mm. um, which kind of makes the strategic, the strategy very different because you, yeah. I guess you have to be more subtle with your gameplay because if you go in and make massive moves, you'll, you'll get voted out straight away. You, can, you can't also assume that people will play in their best interests or in their optimal interests because some people are playing for different things, particularly in this format. Um you go into Trouble Council, you, you're very uh, positive about the fact that you have I think also um, Jake had the had it in his mind that getting to the end was winning. Like we had this thing about getting to the end and it's like that can be your goal if <laughs> you want something to you be. something you would be during the, during the day? Yeah, getting to the end. It's just yeah, it's winning. Yeah, it's, I no, think it's a, lot, a lot of people were thinking about getting to the end whereas I was yeah. thinking about winning. Winning. And you're coming in and you haven't got a single vote the entire game, um, which to me is like, if you're trying to things why I should vote some, someone at Tribal Council, no vote the entire game, tick. Like, that's huge. Absolutely huge. And you weren't a nothing player. So to be a, a, an active player and not get a vote the whole game is massive. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was proud of that. I thought that was a... Yeah, you want immunities, you're, you're competing for the immunities, got sent to exile a few times, so there's a risk of you having advantages. Um, it's fantastic. And and look, how, did, I, how I don't think I'd ever be able to pull that off again. Like if I was a returning player, I don't think I'd get by with that. Oh, oh no, you you would be an incredible threat. Like anyone who's watched you play is going to be like, don't fall for his, his shit. Look. <laughs> He's, unless, he's, unless it was like a season of winners, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Because I think your style is your your style is the style you need to win, right? And I think most big players recognize that. But big players might go for each other. Um, and I think what, you in feel, retrospect, you you see my style of gameplay, whereas maybe when you're playing with me, you might not. You probably change it up though, like you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'd have to. Time. You'd have to change it up. Um, you. Were you very confident going into this tribal council? Um, sorry, how many how many were left in this one? No, I'm talking about final tribal council. You're you're there. Oh, final, you're the yes, yes, yes. I, I was I was confident. I would have been upset with myself if I hadn't won by that point. Yeah, and and look, the jury is clearly all 
in your pocket. Um, uh, you know, there, there's there's good questions, and they're just doing whatever they can to uh, to give you give you the situation. Like, um, uh, you know, people are just stumping for you. Jane, I think Zach just stumps for you. Um, well, not Zach, sorry, Zach, Zach in both of you. Uh, James is just stumping for you. James is into your style. Um, they said, what was your biggest regret? And you said, not taking Andrew um, because he was the best and I wanted to beat the best. And I'm like, that's such a quick answer to give to like pump Andrew's ego up. Um, <laughs> uh, you do another one as well uh, where you pump Jeff right up as well. You said Jeff was the biggest threat in the game. <laughs> I'm like, that's like, the I was shit. All I always felt like I was like checking the, their votes off. Like... <laughs> All you need to do to pump up Jeff, right? Just give him a big compliment. He'd be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, And then, like, Liz says, you know, that Jake, what was your biggest regret? And he said losing a challenge or something. And Liz said maybe it was taking how. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But everyone's there. Now, can you confirm for me, if you can remember from five years ago, if you can't, I'll ask Kyle and Brian when I chat with them. Uh, Sammy asked if you guys to do a fuck marry kill um, from the jury, and uh, it sort of doesn't happen. And I couldn't tell if it was edited out or if Kyle said no, we're not doing that. Um, no, I don't think it was Kyle. I just um, I, I didn't I didn't want to answer that question. Uh, did it happen or was it edited out? That's that's my question to you. Was the answer? What did given? The- uh, no, no. The answer, the answer wasn't given. Yeah, I had a. Um, I was my girlfriend at the time. Funnily enough, uh, was Rachel Fu who plays in. I know. Oh, yes, Rachel was a great player. Are you still with Rachel? No, no. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we broke up between those those seasons. So I, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched season four. <laughs> she was good, but well, yeah, your broken heart couldn't handle it. Is that is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Oh, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, who knows? It's worth watching to see Kiara. Uh, I don't know if you know how she does, but it's a, it's a great journey for her. Um, uh, the, well, we did, look, it is hard. We, I made Jules and I do it last week on our coverage. She had about two hours 43 for anyone who got that far, uh, and it was difficult. Jules was just savage about it. She was just like, boom, there's my answers. But I was like, uh, um, uh, like, yeah. Uh, I, uh, Jules was like, I'm shooting Ben, I'm fucking Sammy, and I'm uh, marrying um, Maddie. She's like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then I'm all like, oh, well, you know, it's really hard to say who I'm just fucking because, like, it's a bit misogynistic and I don't want to <laughs> be that way on the thing. So I'm like, um, I'm just going to say even though I'm a straight guy, that I am fucking Steven because he's like a good-looking guy. <laughs> like I'm just, like, just dodging around these like, questions. And then Mario and Andrew because it would be like a crazy, like insane marriage where we just fight for a year and then get divorced, but what a year. And then they're like kill, and I'm like, I can't kill. Who am I going to kill? I can't like shoot just a woman. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I literally shot poor Raph. Um, <laughs> it was a sad, it was a sad do, do you have Do you have to dispose of the body yourself? Like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really struggle. So I can imagine how difficult it would be. Um, and I think it's good they didn't actually let you do those answers. Um, 
do you this was very late you've been playing well, I don't know, 19 hours maybe at this point 20 hours you seem pretty mentally still switched on are you someone that spent 4 a.m nights at the poker table uh and you know you're used to having a long nights and you know still keeping your mind active um yeah at the time i was watching a lot of uh american sports uh mm -hmm. so a lot of basketball that's on at you know two o'clock in the morning etc um yeah. so i'm used to a late night there was a lot of i felt like running off adrenaline at that point yeah. because there, there was a point where i like i knew i was i was going to win <laughs> um well, the so jury made it start. pretty clear yeah the, the jury made it <laughs> made it pretty clear yeah um and i think you do that well like i wouldn't say like i don't know how many of these lrgs uh, you've watched um but canberra season one which we covered last time Jeremy, who wins that, gives such an incredible final tribal council. He's probably not the favorite going in. Everyone thinks this other guy is the favorite. And Jeremy just nails every question perfectly. And the guy that was just front running coming in just gives front running sort of safe answers. And I would say that's what you did here. But that was all you needed to do. There's no point trying to swing for the fences when you've got that inside lane, which I think you very much had. Um, so I'm not saying it's like the greatest final travel council, but it's it's very strong and is exactly what you needed to do. There's no need to do more. And I think that's also a good read of the situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of had to keep it yeah, standard and simple, I think. Just just articulate uh, articulate my, my game. Um, yeah, and... I, I feel your response to Jeff, which was right near the end, um, I think really locked it in because Jeff asks you to say, like each of you to say why the others don't deserve to win. Um, and Samara says Jake hasn't been strategic, which is you know a fair comment. Uh, and she said that Howe wasn't good at the challenges. And I'm like, what fucking nonsense? He won a bunch of years. He was great at the challenges. What the fuck is she talking about? And then Jake says, uh, you all deserve to win, which is like the worst answer you give. Um, and you give, again, it's not a swing for the fences answer, but it's solid, it's straight, it's diplomatic, but it's inarguable. And you say, I just played a better game than they did. And you did. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, re I remember. I remember now. Um, I think even if you, even if I, even if you hadn't, there's like a part of if if that's like <laughs> the last thing you hear. Yeah, it's the easiest thing. This be is like, it's like, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he did play this game, yeah. so he should win. Um, yeah. And you did. So congratulations. Uh, look, it was a fantastic win. I, I was, when watching this, um, worrying slightly that maybe Jake could win. And not that's any issue or slight on Jake, but I just don't know if I could have got Jake on a podcast to talk about his Survivor game for any longer, for an hour and 20 minutes. It just didn't seem, and I'm trying to run a show here, and I don't think that's the sort of thing Jake would be into. So I'm so glad. No, no I'm not, you get what I'm saying? I'm not knocking the guy. He's played a strong game, but this wouldn't be his cup of tea. Um, uh, and he seems, you know, he's a great great player and a great guy but uh i needed someone with some strategic nows to make this an interesting conversation which is what you brought to it loved your game oh, it's so you. subtle it's so strong 
and it just hit in every all the right places. You you said this in your final tribal council, I believe, but it's quite um, appropriate for you to win exile when you started on exile. It's poetic in those ways. Um, but just watching this, watching this through, um, I was so impressed by you being the total package. Um, you've got your strategic, but you're not making a flashy thing about it. Even though if you if you'd made that move at merge that we talked about, that would have been like out of control, flashy, and probably unnecessary. But that would have been fun. Um, you've got your challenge abilities. Like you would have won, I think, a lot of challenges if Jake hadn't been there. But you still held your own. Uh, quite strongly against him and winning a few yourself and also participating in the tribe ones. But the social game, one of the seasons we've covered so far, um, probably the best, I think, oh, what have we done? Backyard one, Melbourne one, Canberra one. Yeah, it's it's definitely the best social game um, that's been played. And if I even think about uh, all the other seasons, which I have watched... I think I think in mine actually I'm thinking about it. It's it's up there with the winner of Sydney Survivor, I'd say, as as one of the best social games ever played. So uh in Australian RGs. I think you and Sam in a bit of a tie. So um well done to you. It's just you're obviously just that sort of guy. Everyone loves you. Oh, yeah, thanks so much for that. And I mean props to Kyle and Brian. I like I have a feeling that maybe my gameplay style would not have been successful in season one or two um but it, it suited season three and yeah. even though i haven't watched season four i my understanding is that there was, was a bit of a not only like a uh, step up in the production value but also a step up in the stakes and therefore the gameplay and i'm hoping that you know it, the our season kind of shaped that in in some way and then i i also hope that future seasons um rewards bigger moves and you know players like uh players like liz who want to make those big moves early can can last longer yeah absolutely um i think i think that's great i think you, you definitely led a testament and i think that's a good call on yourself i don't know about one i think you would have not been as good on two two was uh but you might have played a different game on two two was very cutthroat and big moves and you might have been like just deep into that because that's what was happening but okay this is the way this game's going i'm doing that i'd love to do that Whereas this game just played differently. You ended up in the Pagonging. You had eight of your original tribe at Merge. It's insane. Like, you just got to go with the game. You can't, you know, if, if the game's working for you, there's no point trying to mess with it. Um, and as Kyle says, you know, you can criticize yourself how, but 12 jury votes for the win. There's only one vote for Samara, one vote for Jake, all the rest to you. Congratulations. A, a dominant win. Um, and you know, you should, you know, it was a long time ago now, but maybe, maybe after this, you'll find some time and just pour yourself a whiskey and go watch, watch yourself for 10 hours and go, man, I look good. Thanks so much for that. I've, I also heard a, uh, a little rumor. I'm not just sure if I'm disclosing too much, but the vote for Samara and the vote for Jake were from the two pre-existing relationships that they had before going in. Um, so I'll take it as a, uh, Somewhat, maybe a unanimous vote, uh, depending which way you want to that, look at that. I didn't really know why Sammy voted for Samara, but like that, I could see, I could see the vote there, like because Samara's final travel was pretty good. Uh, but 
yeah, the Zach vote for Jake made zero sense to me. So thank you for um, clearing up that there may have been a, a secret relationship there that we didn't get revealed. What was what was Zach and Jake's relationship? Um, I, I that was just a maybe a rumor that I that I'd heard. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, I, it explains a lot because I thought that was a weird vote for Zach. I thought he'd be more of a vote for the best game sort of guy. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for making the time. I know you were busy. We were trying to coordinate this a bit, and um, you know, you had a busy schedule and we had to work it in. So thank you for making it happen. I, my goal is to get every winner on this thing as I do my 11 seasons of coverage. Um, so I don't want to be let down by anyone. So thank you so much for coming on and talking to us for an hour and a half about your victory. Um, it was great to celebrate it. Uh, next week, uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, will be the tea party with Annabelle. Um, now, maybe you could do me a favor, How? Maybe, please. We generally, with the tea party, we want to have the most exciting players of the season it's it's a fun show it's a big show we want the big characters presently i have ben and i have maddie but andrew who is communicating with me is not committing but he says that you two still chat from time to time would you please put in a good word and say it was an amazing experience they they, this is a good podcast they know what they're doing um do them a favor and please show up because having covering this season without having Andrew on the screen is is it's, a lot. It's a crime, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a chat with him. I uh, I haven't spoken with him in a while, so that's good. I, I do need to reconnect with him because I do get along quite well with with Andrew. Yeah. He's uh, yeah one of the solid relationships I made out of out of that season. Not that I that I haven't made many others, but I, I'm very fond of Andrew. So I'll uh, see if I can do some convincing. I would love it if you could. Thank you very much. Um, so whether he's there or not, tune in next week uh, for that coverage. And then thereafter, we will again have the catch up with Brian and Kyle and hear everything about what in, went into making this season and do the voting. And for those that are looking to get into our next coverage, the seventh best season of Australian LRG, Melbourne Survivor to Warren Diet. So get binging on that. I've started my binge so I can get my notes. Uh, and uh, I look forward to talking about that in the future. But again, how thank you. Um, really appreciate it. And for all the listeners that watch it live, love to have your comments. And I know there's so many of you that watch it after or listen to it after. I've been receiving your comments during the week. We love you all, whether you watch it live or watch it later. Um, we really appreciate your support for what we're trying to do here at the Orca Pod and for Australian LRG. So thank you. Thank you, How. We'll see you next week. It's all right. Thanks for having me in.